When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. for a really great future. We're talking real money. The following program was paid for by Appella Wealth and does not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of news radio management or staff. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi, welcome to the show. Ho, 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 ho. Well, it's the holiday version. What I are you know shaking I'm your shaking head my for? head because the two of us and people working at Starbucks are the only people on the job today. That's no, why. Yeah, you're probably right. Close. But no, there was somebody at the grocery store, too, I guess. Well, I okay. went to yeah. Chick-fil-A. Got, yeah, my, got my iced Pardon tea. me. Yeah, it okay. was so funny. I've been bringing my family because I have two people with the flu in my house. Good thing I never Happy leave. holiday. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but Debbie got the Tamiflu, so she's going to be feeling better soon. But I've been going out and getting them food, and my both my girls like Chick-fil-A a lot. So I've been going to Chick-fil-A a lot. And I brought my daughter Chick-fil-A yesterday. The first day she was feeling better. And she picks up the cup and she goes, she lives in New York City. Yeah. And she goes, styrofoam cup? Oh, can't do that anymore. She yeah. goes, plastic straw? <laughs> nope. Wait Don't a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Bring your own in New York, probably. Uh, right? Who yeah, knows? No kidding. Don't you? Don't even think about no. you. You go to Styrofoam jail if you bring your Styrofoam <laughs> cup. Like Prisons. Hi, yeah. hi, everybody. Welcome to Talking Real Money live on a Saturday. Recorded if you're listening any other time, because then it's a podcast. But if you're listening on Saturday, the day before Christmas Eve or Christmas Eve Eve, as we like to call it. We're, the, we're actually here. We'd love to talk with you at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Um, in the last few minutes, we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about the S&P 500. We're going to talk about annuities. We're going to talk about your questions. By the way, your questions and take where precedence. You should retire. Oh, that no, no, no! That's the oh. next hour. Do not oh, promote dang. the next hour. I just messed up the podcast entirely. <sighs> Feel free to write your angry calls to Don uh, at okay, yeah, okay. The podcast stand alone. You know, Pardon me. Okay, it's like I that just, children's I that hope children's this doesn't rhyme. Ruin Christmas for you or something? It so. all, you already did. It's all done now. <laughs> um, what's anyway, the song about? The something stands alone. What is the thing that stands alone? All right. Um, where was get I? Get to the money oh. in a moment. Yes. Yeah, we're going to get to the yes. money in a moment. We're going to get to your phone call soon. 855-935-TALK is our number. We know you're all out driving around, so you might as well call us because, you know, if you're going shopping, you're going to be stuck in traffic for, like, hours at the malls probably. I don't know. I, I Do people still go to malls? Yeah, I think they do. I I, do. I don't. I do not. I don't remember the last time I've been to a mall. The last time I went to a store. I, Other I, than the grocery store. I think that's about it. So, yeah. I don't even do that anymore. I know. 
So everything just comes to me. I don't ever have to leave. That way I don't infect people with influenza. Oh, I'm so glad I got the shot, though. Oh, 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 man. I am just, I don't want to be like them. Uh, Anyway, uh, 855-935-TALK is our phone number on this Christmas Eve, Eve. But we have, this just came to me. This, I literally just came to me moments ago. I have not finished setting up the funding page yet. So we're going to start with a little plea for something else and see if it works first. Uh, My wife just contacted me. She is feeling a little better. She has some friends who live two blocks away from us here in beautiful Celebration, Florida, the town that Disney built, which is near Orlando. The other day, I think it was yesterday, they found this Graggly, dirty, filthy-looking dog wandering the street with no collar, no nothing, just looked awful, looked neglected, was hungry. So they bathed it, fed it, cleaned it up, brushed its coat, and then just before the vet closed, they took it into the vet, and the vet checked for a chip. Well, darned if the little dog didn't have a chip. It's a wow. cute little dog, little red and little, little red and white dog. Um, 20 pounds. No, the dog had a chip and the the dog's name is Rue. From the chip. Right. They knew that from the chip. They also knew that the dog's owners lived in the Seattle area. Aren't you like 3,000 miles away or something? 3,000 miles away. That's a long way. They contacted the dog's owners who don't have much money. They're, they're not, they're not rolling in dough. Life's a little tight. Yeah, and uh, they're trying to. Anyway, Rue was stolen That's from crazy. these people in the That's Seattle area. Awful, and somehow got to Central Florida, unless it walked three thousand miles. Which a, didn't they make a movie about that once or something? Yeah, yeah. Benji, Home Alone or Coming Home or On the Way Home or <laughs> there's Home and There's home. something Home. Uh, this is serious though. This is no, no joking. And, but no the, the neighbors are taking really good care of this dog. They're nice guys, um, but what we were wondering. Anybody from Alaska or Delta who can help us figure out a way to get Rue, Rue's 20 pounds, get Rue back to its home in the Seattle area before we do like a GoFundMe thing. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. I'm frantically during the break <laughs> trying to get a GoFundMe page set up. You know, it, they're not that hard. Um... 
but I'm trying to put it, put up the link at our website, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. Uh, well, I guess it is kind of about money, isn't it? It's about getting it the money to help sure. the dog get home. Tom yeah. and I are both, well, I'm a, uh, Tom's a dog liker. Oh, come on. That's no, not you love fair. I've had dogs my entire life. Yes, you do call them names, though. I, gosh, yeah. And they probably know it. It kills me. <laughs> They're going like, I don't like it when he calls yeah, me that name. But, but then, he has beautiful, you have a beautiful yeah. Labrador. We have a couple of beautiful golden doodles. You and do. my daughter's little tiny, tiny, like, teacup golden doodle is here. Uh, but Rue is a dog who uh, got stolen from the Seattle metro area somewhere. We don't know exactly where yet. I'm waiting for Debbie to give me an update on that. Um, but we're trying to help the dog get home. So our first thought was maybe somebody from Delta or Alaska, both of whom fly nonstops between MCO, the Orlando International Airport, and Delta. Debbie will get a carrier. Seattle. 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 Yeah. SEA. Debbie will get a carrier and will get the dog to the airport, but we don't know what's involved in getting the dog home, and it's Christmas. You want your dog. Yeah, absolutely you do. Sure. So um, we were just wondering if anybody, you know, can at one of those airlines knows a way to help us out. Anyway, Bruce and Muckle Tio's on the line, so we oh. don't know what he's calling about, but we're going to find out right now. So, Bruce, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, Bruce. Thanks. Hi, how are you, Tom? Very well, sir. Good. So I have two questions. The basic question is I'm looking to put together a portfolio of about three quarters of a million dollars and I'm looking for it to be very simple, maybe a couple equity ETFs, one or two bond ETFs. Um, and I'd just like your advice on basic composition of that to make it easy and something that I can rebalance every quarter or every six months or whatever. Yeah. I mean, part one, I don't, think you need to rebalance any more often than annually i mean you could mm -hmm. you could there's all kinds of evidence about over rebalancing because then you end up trimming things that are going up and you just trim them too quick and not let them run so that's part one part two is then i love what you're saying i don't want to make it simple i don't want to spend a lot of time on this which i think if, if you're going to manage your own money that's the right approach by the way it's it just it'll alleviate not just the frustration of trying to rebalance many funds but generally we know people will be able to keep the discipline so if i was just using a couple of funds just out of nowhere i'd probably pick either a couple of funds from dimensional funds they have etfs that are somewhat broad-based market or avantis either one um but basically today almost everybody has uh you know uh, an all u.s index sort of stock fund an all international stock fund and an all bond fund you could probably find those at vanguard fidelity and the two i mentioned previously here's the difference this is something we spent a lot of time talking about if you use somebody like dimensional for example, it's not pure indexing, right? It's a little, there's a twist on all this because it uses some of the academic factors to sort of make more, if you will, looking back than just in an index. So that's, I mean, Don, he's looking yeah. like, ah, yeah, you get too far down this road. That's the decision every person has to make if they're going to manage it on their own. We've had a lot of people ask us about, well, what about these six different factor funds? I just think to manage it that way for most people is just 
really difficult. It sure is. And that's one of the problems. That's why we suggest that you, if you went with a, a, an equity fund and then just a, or an equity ETF and just a bond ETF, then the rebalancing becomes incredibly simple. And, and as Tom said, no more than annual. It's ridiculous. Uh, and, it, it, and we do believe in going with the factor. And as a matter of fact, that's one of the things we're going to talk about here soon is the, the S&P 500, the market versus the other ways to invest. And we believe there are better ways to invest. So like in this. fact, to, to finish the, the thought, I mean, really, if you really wanted to make this easy, Don just mentioned, you could use the Avantis uh, Global Equity Fund. AVGE or the DAF, the dimensional, uh, all, I think it's DAF, I always forget w. this one, FW, and then a bond fund, BND. So then you could just have the ratios rebalance mm-hmm. it once a year and away you go. That'd be the, probably the easiest way. Yep. Well, I listened to your podcast yesterday and I, I heard the discussion about, um, active versus passive and I kind of leaning toward the passive piece. So what I'm hearing from you now is that, um, there's a better idea than picking an equity fund that is um, S&P 500. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's and a no-brainer. Yes. Uh, to us, that's a no-brainer because there is just so much evidence, and not just evidence, but just plain old common sense, which is so uncommon. Common sense says that small company stocks should make you more money over time. Why? They're riskier. You have to be rewarded better for them. The 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 evidence and doneness says that value stocks should be better. They're not always. As a matter of fact, the last two decades, value stocks have have done horribly. But that may very well be more reason to overweight to them because they haven't had the kind of runs they have had in the past. We don't know what the future is going to bring, but we think it's you're you're better off with just a tilt. You're still going to own the S and P five hundred in this portfolio. You're still going to own those stocks. You're just going to overweight some other areas. Okay, two more questions. If if, if I have time to do that, if that's okay with you guys, sure. one is from a from a bond perspective, would it make sense to have two bond funds, one that was maybe corporate and one that was treasuries? No, because B and D does both. That's the Vanguard fund, right, BND? Yep. Yes. BND Total does – it basically, it does all of the investment-grade bonds in the United States. All of them. Got it. And then the second question is, I've, I've been honestly um, – I don't have hodgepodgeitis, but I do have, I think, paralysis by analysis. And I've been researching a lot of stuff on Morningstar. And I kind of heard your comments about Morningstar yesterday's podcast. Yeah. So, do you uh, feel that? I, mean, I, I think Morningstar. I think Morningstar is one is the best source for data on mutual funds, ETFs, even on some stocks. It's a great source of data. Is it a great source of analysis? Is it a great source of opinion? Even they will tell you they are not. Yeah. <laughs> when I mean, they're it's, it's when like, they're at their most honest, they'll say, "No, we're not." It's like asking the two of us to be a great hedge fund managers. We're pretty smart about finance. We know a little bit about money, money management, all that kind of thing. But that would be veering. I think Morningstar, like every other organization, has something they're really good at. And then a lot of things they're just not as good at. And people can't separate them. So they make mistakes based on that. So I would not look to them for Don's correct opinions. 
But to go to their website and look at different funds, absolutely. They do a great job with that sort of I use them all the time. I use them all the time. So then their ratings might be biased because they have advertisers that advertise on their... I'm not going to accuse anyone of that. But their, their own okay, people have said enough, their rating, their star rating system is not the, the 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 bigger differentiator for the future performance is the cost of the fund. They did they their, that, own their own study. study. They yeah. did their own study to find out how 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 much weight you could place on their star rating, and they found that their star rating didn't perform all that well. But boy, if you go for low fees, that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, and I've listened to you guys for a while, so I'm looking at low fees for sure. So I'm looking yeah. at ETF, ETFs. And, and let me – this is a really important question that I think I should ask everyone. What is your favorite thing to do in your life? What thing do you love passionately to do? What, what's your what's your hobby, your, your great passion? I love to exercise and play golf. Do those and stop looking at uh, at securities. And the DFA World Equity ETF is DFAW. DFA. There you go. Oh, DFAW, yeah. Whoop. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. All right. You said, Tom, you said before the show that the odds of getting someone at an airline to help with this, we're slim to none. Didn't Unless I called somebody, because I do know captains. No, no, both, no. But, but you said if I we said, put out, the, I, yes, I did yeah. say that. That's true. Well, there is a woman who's a gate agent. Really, we don't know what airline she's with, but she didn't want to go on the air. Oh. But she said she will fly to Orlando wow. and get the dog. That is that just melts my. I heart. mean, that's, there you go. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm that's yeah. Wow. Diane, um, I am going to have my lovely wife, Debbie, call you. And um, if this if if you're serious, then we have solved the problem. That's awesome. Thank you, everybody. The lines blew up. We are going from from now on. We are going to do lost dog talk. That's it. No more talking. I only have one more request. Talking dogs. I got only one more request. What's that? Because she has the leg to Orlando, right? Before she comes back. Or we don't know where she is. No, I assume she's in Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Could she take my mother-in-law and drop her off in Orlando and then pick the dog up and bring it back? You're funny. That's not funny. That's not funny. Pay a little for that something? No? Okay. Um, wow. I'm going to send this to Debbie right now. That's touching. Uh, and have her... be joking because that's such a great... Wow. What a... What a great holiday... I'm I'm feeling so good about people. Yeah, yeah. I really am. Yeah. The Scrooge is gone. It's this is like the they three ghosts all, all in, in one, one all in half one night. An hour? No, one half an hour. They did <laughs> one <all>. show. <laughs> I am no longer. I'm. Hey, lad, lad, lad. You there in the street? Go grab goose. that big turkey. Turkey. Uh, turkey. Was it turkey or goose? <laughs> it was a goose, probably. Anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for right. being a part of our nice. show. Eight five five nine three five. Talk no, that, is our phone touching. number. That that really is. That uh, says I am wow. I am just wowed. I am so wowed. Give us a call. Now that the lines are going to calm down from the airline, Diane, you're a saint. You are. Um. Wow. You have made so, my Christmas. so very cool. Yeah.
Uh, I think Debbie's going to probably make a new friend, too, knowing my I wife. I count on that, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Diane will probably be hanging out at the house. Anyway, um, we're talking about money. We're talking about life. We said we were going to talk about the S&P 500, and that is an important thing to talk about because the S&P 500 is what most Americans confuse with the stock market. When people say the market, they used to say the Dow, and I want to give you credit. For moving on from the Dow, thank you. I mean, we're seeing a change. We've been we've been advocating for that change yeah, for a long time, and we there's a good reason. The Dow is a absolutely stupid index that takes the price of each one of the thirty components and divides it by thirty to come up with the. It, it, it makes absolutely no sense. So, um, any rate, that, that that's a no brainer to me. Um, but the S and P five hundred. This is an interesting time because. The S&P 500, the largest 500 companies in the U.S., which has been driven mainly this year by the Magnificent Seven, has been the best place to invest, really going back all the way to the financial crisis, the credit meltdown of 2008. And that has led many people, including many of you, because you've been pouring money into the S&P. By the way, guess people have been pouring money in starting Oh, I don't know. Around the first of November, as the index went up and up, I mean, so year to date, the Standard Poor's 500 is up almost 26 percent. So it's had a huge run again, which always brings to mind. So should I just only own the S and P 500? I well, it's the been the good stuff. one. Exactly. Why would I mess around? And the answer to that, we believe, and you think the evidence pretty much supports it is no, you want to own more than the S&P 500. There are periods of time when the S&P 500 can behave very poorly. Being narrowly invested can be very impactful to your portfolio. And over the long haul, I would rather own more things, and especially if I was buying now. I'd rather buy the things that have not done great than buying the ones that already went through the ceiling, right? I mean, why would you want to do that? That doesn't make sense. So, yes, it feels good to buy the S&P, again, up around 25% this year, but that is not a good place to put all of your stock eggs, if you will. No way. No, and uh, that's why we advocate even greater diversification because there are two things we mentioned earlier that fees are the great differentiator. That the lower the, the fees, think about it for a minute. If you have two mutual funds and one is charging one tenth of one percent and one is charging one percent well that's a bunch of extra money that could be going into your pocket not theirs so paying less the other one though is diversification the more you own the more likely you are to both see a little stability and historically make a little more money 855-935-TALK tom and don are talking real money We're talking real money. Now that we appear to have solved the dog problem, the lines are all wide open now at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I do want to thank everybody who called. Yeah. I mean, wow. The it's fact that really so is. many of you I called well, so quickly. It's heartwarming. What it says, says a lot about, a lot the human about condition. It does. Yeah. Yeah, I it agree. says a lot about you people. 
We have a good audience. I'm going to throw one more out there because <laughs> I was talking to my wife today about the show. I said, this one of those shows could go either way. It could be a total disaster because it's like the Christmas Eve Eve. It could just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she goes, but it could go the other. I said, yeah, maybe. And then. So you were Mr. Totally Scrooge earlier today. I was a little bit. Yeah. And she yeah. then she uh, she's listening, which is a rarity for her. Um, and that doesn't, I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. She has her own life. She doesn't sit around and listen to the show every day. It's the way it goes. My wife doesn't listen okay. to it either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, she said she's going to write a Christmas holiday book, a Christmas for Rue, a children's holiday book, a Christmas for Rue, story of Rue's holiday journey home. Nice touch. Very touching. Yeah. Anyway, thanks. Thanks for all the help. And yeah. give us a call if you want some help with your money, because, well, if it's almost Christmas, then that means it's almost the end of a year. It means you're oh, almost going to go into have to another pay the year. Bills now, yeah, I gotta yeah, we got to pay. January, no, we yeah, yeah. we we want you to start yeah. every year a little bit better than you did than the year before, and we want every year to get better. Finish my thoughts on the S and P five hundred. By the way, hmm. oh, you've got more. Yeah, I do. I because thought we covered everything. No, here's the thing. Everything. We touched on. We touched <laughs> every single thing. We touched on it as. An asset class, right? A group of stocks that are similar. We touched on yes. that part. The part that's disturbing about this story is that since basically the market, the S&P 500, really started accelerating up in November, right? It, it was up about, I think, 10 or 11%. Since it really started going up, guess what's happened? People have piled back into it. I mean, it's the same people that piled out of it in early part of the year because you could make 5% on your cash. And this is not investing. I talked to somebody today or this morning and, and they were telling me, Oh, I've been technology. I'm in this sector, but I'm going to move, you know, when the right time comes. This is what people still think is investing. That is not in, that is speculating, pure and no, simple. And, but we're being fooled by our emotions. That's what we don't realize. We don't even know that our emotions are playing tricks on us, making us think we are super heroes, that we have these mystical powers of, of, uh, of, of ability to to ascertain the direction of things we don't only we what's don't, happened yeah we don't know anything about tomorrow and, and we keep believing that we that there is something in the present that will tell us tomorrow and there isn't I don't blame just people's emotions for that. I blame this industry because this industry has people that run around and tell you Here's what's going to happen next. So people believe, well, if they know, then I can figure it out. Um, by the way, the second best performing group of stocks this year. Yeah. Which what? what rocketing up the last six weeks. United States small company value firms. Ooh, ooh, small, 19%. small cap value. Yep. Has just gone. It has these periods where it just goes. Whoop. That's ah, you See? just uh, you just yeah. broke the code. You just solved the equation. Exactly. It has these brief periods of skyrocketing. Small cap value, small cap and value particularly, they tend to have these bursts of activity, these bursts of excitement. And they don't last long, but they can be nice, huge, double-digit returns I mean, that's almost that 20%. if you're not in them before they do it, Bingo. you don't get to enjoy. If you get in after they've already done it. Well then you're too late to the you're late to the party. It's already over. The doors are locked. The booze is gone.
Wait, the, the presents are gone? unwrapped. I'm not going. The home, food is I'm eaten here. Oh, I'm, I'm now. I'm definitely not going home. Okay. Yeah. So you you you're late, yeah. and you are late. So again, the message should be proper diversification at all times. Proper balance between riskier things like stocks and less risky things like bonds all the time. And number three, tune out. Tune out the noise because there's a lot of it. But it comes back to the P word. If you have the P word, you don't have to worry about all this stuff because the P is your guide. And that doesn't sound good. But the thing I'm talking about is the plan. The plan is your guide. The plan, having the written plan. Yeah, and that's what people don't have. Abso it becomes it becomes codified in your brain. Your brain says, oh, no, 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 I can't deviate because I, I, it, 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 it's, it's down on paper now. It's like the constitution of your life. You need to follow those rules. So have a plan. Get a plan. You're going to be a lot happier person if you have a plan. 855-935-TALK. Call. Tom and Don are talking real money. In medicine, a second opinion might save your life. With investing, a second opinion might save your future. The trick is getting one without a high-pressure sales pitch. Well, I'm Don McDonald, and if you've been listening to Talking Real Money, you know that our goal is to help everyone create a brighter future by investing and managing money better. That's why, in addition to helping everyone on our show and podcast, we are also committed to making our 100% fiduciary advisors at Appella available to help everyone make the best financial decisions based on science. So if you're being pitched a financial product or a system, make sure you get a second opinion with no cost, no obligation, and no annoying sales pitch by going to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. That's 800-386-3004 or TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. This holiday weekend, spend a little time with us, getting a little bit of help with your money on Talking Real Money, 855-935-TALK. I'm Don. That's Tom. I'm in Florida. Tom's in Washington. And we're trying to fling a dog from here to Washington. Sure you did. We made it happen. It looks I'm, like, I'm, looks I'm like a it. picture of you and uh, Diane and your wife and the dog and... Send that out. I want to see and that. The, and the and the family in. By the way, we found out they're not in the Seattle area. They're in Washington, uh, but uh, they're willing to drive all the way over to Seattle. They're in Eastern he's, Washington. Yeah. He's a he's a custodial worker in yeah. in uh, in Eastern Washington. That's no and, no uh, cheap thing to fly your dog home. So no, they don't have a lot of money. Well, that uh, makes sense. Anyway, so eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number eight five five nine three five eight two five five. And you know we were talking about the industry and how this industry misleads people. Now I have a fact for you: there are about one million, well nine hundred and twenty thousand people in the United States licensed to sell life insurance. Say that again. The how many? About nine hundred thousand people licensed you to sell. You say a million, couldn't you? I mean, I, I, got, I was. Try, well, I'm trying to be more precise. All right. Almost a million. All right. And compare that with broker dealers, stockbrokers, yeah. six hundred twenty-five thousand. 
I didn't know those numbers. So there how, are many, a how many lot, registered, oh, investment registered investment advisors? It, registered investment advisory firms, 15,000. Okay. And people working for just RIAs, um, 65,000. I was going to say four or five per. Yeah, it's yeah, four okay. per. It's and about remember four per the last one, RIAs have a requirement mm-hmm. to put your interests ahead of their own. Which the problem is though. <laughs> the problem is though. There yeah. are, a, by my calculation, figuring the top twenty-five percent of people can afford, you know, can work with a, an RIA. Um, it leads me to the rough number that there are six hundred and fifty-two, or fifteen hundred and sixty-two people, who are in the top twenty-five percent of wage earners in the United States per registered investment advisor, which means there aren't enough good people to cover all that, which means people are getting advice from broker dealers and those 1 million insurance agents. And there are very few products those 1 million insurance agents can put you into, Tom. Well, they can. one thing they can put you in starts with an A. Uh, mm, and and ends with an S. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh wait. Oh yeah. Okay. Never Makes mind. a you know what out of you. Um, uh-huh. Because this year, it's hard to. I guess it isn't hard to believe because it was. According to this article, people were unsettled over you know higher interest rates. They're unsettled at the potential of a economic meltdown. Fill in the blank. There's always something that's unsettling, but that moved consumers to frankly spend more on annuity sales than Taylor Swift tickets in 2023. Now, which would you think? I hope I mean, it's a lot more. A lot $360 billion more. worth of annuities. That's a lot more than Taylor yeah, Swift Yeah, I think tickets. Taylor Swift brought in a billion or something. But well, that was, was from all sources, I think. Yeah. But. No, that was that was her concert. That was the ERA. Just the concert, ERA's not concert. the movie? No. Nope, I don't think so. Wow. Uh, at any rate, $360 billion. Um, and... Th- We've been through this. We've covered this ground, but we'll cover it again because it's the whole. Well, holidays. people keep buying them. Uh, they apparently do. Uh, these are, as uh, Don mentioned, are sold by insurance companies. And generally, people hand over a lump of cash, and the insurance company says, here's what we're going to do for it. Most of the time, it is some sort of guaranteed income over a period of time. It might just be the person who bought it. It might be the person who bought it and a significant other, et cetera, et cetera. But guess what? Were the this is actually there's a small piece of good news in all this. Guess what? The biggest annuity sale, the type of annuity that uh, was sold in 2023. And well, I know okay, I'm going to say what I hope it is. Yep. And then I'm going to well, first let me say what I, I I would bet it is, and that's an index annuity. But I hope it's an immediate. It is. Yeah. It was an immediate. Good news, yeah. The good news. That is, is good news. It is good news. Um, fix, they call them fixed rate. There's handing a bucket of money to somebody again to and get having an them immediately paying you back an income. Remember, it does do a couple things. It puts you on a budget, right? It does sort mm-hmm. of guarantee your income over a period of time. So it takes part of that off the table. We're okay with that. And again, but you got to, you have to realize that at the end of the day, the people that sold you that product probably end up with more than you do. No, I'm kidding. They end okay. up they the 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 deal works See, out the, better for them. When you do them. stuff like that, that's why I don't believe you on the Taylor Swift thing. When in fact you no, didn't, she sold a billion. You didn't lie on the tickets. tour. Sixty sixty concerts. She a made one point oh four billion dollars. Okay. Right. Here's the ones Jeez. we don't want you to touch. Right? Yeah. 
uh, index annuities and variable annuities. Seventy-one right. billion dollars of index annuities, thirty-nine billion of variable annuities. That's like one ten out of the three sixty were those products, which are just they're improperly sold most of the time. That's the issue, really. Oh, right. they're. Imp- I think they're probably. Imp- I think they're improperly sold. Probably all the time. They're I mean, not come on. You understood. know, have you ever heard of an insurance agent or a broker dealer telling people what the commission is that they receive Thank on you. any kind of an annuity? No, the they company pays me. The company yeah. pays me. Um, and then, there, in a general sense, people don't understand the product. In fact, they quote one advisor saying, "All these bells and whistles are really hard to understand. If you can't explain it in two pages, then is this really a good thing?" I couldn't agree more. I wouldn't buy anything. I couldn't couldn't read it in two pages, right? I mean, you get the the fancier, the more complex you get. Generally, I think the less return you get because people wind it all up in a way that you just have trouble understanding. So, I think it should be like two paragraphs. Okay, two paragraphs. Well, yeah, I mean, it should be easy to explain to something. Yeah. So, caveat emptor and all this. This is not a product that people generally set out to buy. It is one they're generally sold. That's one. Mm-hmm. Number two, if you get Social Security and you're lucky enough to get a pension, you already have two annuities. You, you Number three, if you can create, we're, Don and I are going to create our own annuity when we retire, right? We have a pot of money. We're going to pay ourselves out of that. Yep. That's an annuity. That's the yep. same thing. And we're yeah, giving but it to somebody it's else. Not, it's not guaranteed. It's not often guaranteed. want, lots of people want that that feeling of certain certainty of certitude yeah, i get it mm-hmm. and so for them an, an immediate annuity can be a decent thing but here's the thing there are commissioned annuities and non-commissioned annuities not so many though non-commissioned no more than there because, used to be well but, because there are a million people selling the other kind don't make much and they money need the commissions that's correct. the only that's the only way they make money yeah. the non-commissioned kind are only going to be suggested to you by or likely only to be suggested to you by the aforementioned 100 percent fiduciary registered investment advisor now i don't think there's that many of those people selling annuities or even using no but they might occasionally if a client comes in and says i really really absolutely must have a portion of my money certain certainly coming in every month x amount of dollars many 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 rias know how to find a no load annuity and they're not going to take a commission what about somebody listening right now how do you find one How, how would somebody go find one the same way you find an ria you can just type in on the internet? No. <laughs> Kidding. You don't you you go no, you to talkingrealmoney.com slash yeah, help. But you can't find that there. We don't have any annuities on the website. No, 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 no. That would know, be something that your you individual advisor. Okay. All right. Your individual advisor, any RIA worth his or her salt, will be able to find you one of the no load annuities should Fair you enough. insist that that is going to be part of your portfolio. Now, most of them will try to talk you out of it because we believe that you're likely to be better off and you'll have actual money that remains you, yours and your state's. Whereas when you give it to the insurance company, it's gone for good. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. When it comes right down to it, you 
need to seek out the best advice and counsel you can get. If you are not 100% certain you're capable of managing your own financial future, you got to find people who are actually going to act in your best interest. And you have to understand, this is the really difficult part of this whole thing, that a lot of people in this industry lie with impunity. They just lie. It doesn't have to be a Ponzi scheme for it to be a lie. It's It can be a lie by a mission, which is just even not stating the commission you receive, not telling someone you're going to get a commission on the product. The, the, if anyone gets a commission on the sale of a product, their fiduciary Status. care is care? in question. Yeah, it has to be. So if it, and here's the other thing. I was reading a story that we we talked about last year, but I was reading the whole thing. Uh, the story of uh, a, a Christian radio host in Doc Texas, Doc Gallagher. Doc Gallagher, who yeah. uh, ripped wow. off a lot of people for a lot of money in a Ponzi scheme. Yep. Interesting. He he used to be a stockbroker with Dean Witter. Uh, if you can remember them, for, yeah. for which I used to work. Um, he uh, he lost his license. Because he misrepresented himself, which is unusual. <laughs> they, never, they don't happen. find you very often. Yep. And so he started selling financial products to people without being a broker-dealer registered with FINRA or a registered investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. What he did was he sold, he, he set himself up in a financial firm with no registration and if you go to, here's a little trick. If you go to some financial advice provider's website and you cannot find on their website one of two things, either registered as a broker-dealer with FINRA, F-I-N-R-A, or registered with the SEC as a registered investment advisor, then they are either a, a scam or an insurance agent. Has to one be. One or the other. Yeah. One or the other. The other thing you need to do is anybody you talk to. This is not a, 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 a an absolute way to guarantee great help, but go to brokercheck.org. Just one word, brokercheck.org. And, um, and you can find out if they're registered or not. Okay, update on the dog. Oh, just oh, got please. it. please. Yes. Just got it. Latest. Debbie says, quote, Diane is an absolute angel. She's willing to fly out and get little Rue. I will get him a crate, and we will care for him until arrangements are made. Uh, the guy who found him, who works for Disney, is speaking with the owner to coordinate and make sure all is well on that end. Wow. Um, and so it's, uh, wow. Touching. So, yeah. So Rue is Rue, Rue is going home. I love it. I think, uh, and the Rue fact is that, an adorable little dog. Yeah, the cute picture. I mean, the fact that this came together so quickly. The fact that you proved me wrong. I said we wouldn't. Hear, no one would be in the audience would be able to do something about this. And darn I mean, it, think Diane about it for a minute. It. Diane is going to get on a plane in Seattle. Yeah, fly five and a half hours to Orlando. Well, it's... Pick up this dog, put it back on a plane. Probably the and same plane because they just around. turned the same plane yep. around. Yeah, and go back to Seattle. And give it to the owners. I'm 
Just it, it, it makes anything that wow. happens from this point forward feel rather insignificant. Heck, of, heck in with the rest ways. of the show. We're just yeah. canceling it. I'm done. Thank you. Know, just, yeah, that was it. You know, we can't top that. So what are we going to do for the next hour uh, or the next podcast? The opinions and views expressed in this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. I think I need a nap.